after I can't even tell you how many uh, technical errors and uh, changing of schedules and running around doing different things, trying to make today work. This is officially uh, the first episode of the titled Queens of the South. Um, obviously, segue that I guess we're doing. I think it's called a segue. Segue. Uh, other option for episodes. Subpod. Subpod within a pod. <laughs> we're a we're subpod. Like a, we're like the Russian dolls that you keep stacking. We're like, but I think we'd be the main one. Well, we're special. We're the most would pretty be the main one. one. And then like right inside would be Queens of and the South. And it would be the prettiest one. Obviously. Yeah. It would be like half blonde, half brunette. <laughs> like one with color your eyes. Blue. We're oh, we're both blue eyed. Yeah. We'd have the blue eyed ones. Yeah. So once then I go blonde again, then we're going to have a real problem. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah. So thankfully we are here recording in um, obviously Unreal's second studio, which is my house on my couch. With we your dog. With my dog, who I is- quite damp. I just touched yeah, that. Yeah, that's- <laughs> I, told, I told you when she comes in, I'm going to have to wipe her down, and then it, we never got there because we had to fix the recorder, and then at the same time, she decided that she was a princess and had to be on the couch. So Maybe. I'm almost positive Maybe. I am going to have to uh, wash this cover after this. But either way- we're here. It's uh, Tuesday uh, that we're recording this, so you're going to be listening to this on a Wednesday. Uh, heads up to you. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, the obviously the upcoming match against uh, Herediano. Um, Herediano. Herediano. I've been practicing with my boyfriend <laughs> for the Latin pronunciation. Um, uh, in, Co- in Costa Rica on Thursday, but um, we're going to be sort of discussing what maybe we see as the lineup, who we see on being the starting 11. Score predictions. Score predictions. Sort of some of the things, because this also wasn't discussed uh, amongst a lot of people that I've been talking to, is sort of the the challenges they're going to have to come across mm-hmm. going and playing in Costa Rica Oof. and and in this tourna- tournament specifically. So uh, we're going to jump right into it, though, with some the biggest event that happened at the end of last week, which we both kind of didn't really get to experience <laughs> we so i we experienced it vicariously through vicari- others yeah, sure you know sure so um i actually went to the kit reveal so i was physically in the building i was standing there on the pitch <laughs> looking for your mom apparently i so this is why i didn't really get to experience <laughs> the kit reveal i got uh thankfully uh through a friend i got two tickets for my parents to go um, because I wasn't able to secure tickets for them. But I got two tickets for my parents to go and they came and I had to one find them once I got there because apparently they were better fans than I were and got there like almost right 30 on the minutes before punctual. I got there and like were like one of the first people in and I go wow my parents are like real fans and I'm sitting here scootering the from back work. Of the line. Yeah. Like, Budding without me. Oh no I didn't. I didn't. And this is like this is just sort of what you need to know about lines. Like there's always another side of the lines that people think don't, doesn't exist. So Mm -hmm. like I, it it kind of was uh, really well timed. I was scootering up from work, right. On a bird scooter. And I work over in old fourth ward. And that's why next to me. Let's get that out of there. Like we're legit not joking. We, we are literally in the office next to each other. Yes. Fate. It was fate. It really was fate. But I, so I'm scootering up from work, right? And then as I'm getting to the gate two entrance, like the main entrance where people uh, march in, right across the street as I'm like trying to cut through the pedestrians is Annabelle. Um, Which my, is the fifth shout out in the yeah, row. Yeah, how many shout outs that dude had? Like, um, he basically is part of this podcast. He just doesn't, is never on it. Um, but like it was so perfectly timed and I didn't know when he was getting there. It just, it worked out wonderfully well, but we ended up like cutting around and not going down the main steps. Everybody was trying to get down because I'm not waiting in that line. And then we ended up walking past the entire line also because I'm not waiting in that line. And then once you like walk Can down there say, that's one it. of my biggest pet hates of Americans. They don't know how to line up. Brits are famous. We even have a word for it. It's a cue. We I we I think love everyone has forming. that word for it. Well, it's not really used here. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the cube again?" I love a good cue, like the organization. I, I, I feel say. like like sloppy lines yeah. give me like anxiety, and I'm not an anxious person, but sloppy lines, and I get irritated. I just this sidetrack in Colombia. I thought I was gonna have fights with people because they do not know how to line up, 
And like Sebastian had to hold me back because I was like gonna start on people. Freaking lines are important. So Kelly, I'm disappointed in you for skipping the queue. I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. But like also at the same time, the the queue was it was perfectly well lined. It's just people didn't realize that they were in the queue for like one, like two of the main gate lines, and there were like five other lines on so the, the other side. So the distribution of people yeah, was very poorly was, done. Was very poor. Like nobody was there being like, "Yo, there are other lines to go stand." Seems in. like a theme of a couple of things that might have been poorly done on the evening. Apparently, I mean, Twitter oh, was going like a the bit. audio. Yeah, yeah the I had a couple of little uh, negative And you couldn't things. really understand, like, I couldn't hear what was going on uh, while they were on the stage. But at the same time, it didn't really matter because I'm, like, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's free. It's free. You're on the field. You're having drinks. Uh, now, mind you, I, as much as I enjoyed it, the entire time I was trying to find my mother who decided to walk off and go somewhere with no cell phone. And so, you know, my mom. mom yeah. Mom. Anybody that met me that night, mom. I like literally was like, it's so nice to meet you. Bro. Have you seen my mom? Or like, or, or like great catching up. I have to go find my mother. So the Did she look like you? She looks a lot like you. She's Maybe short. Maybe related. Possibly. Wait, she looks a lot like you. She's short. That's the first thing yes, to distinguish about me. You're shortish. <laughs> You're shorter than I am. I think we're the same height. No. No, oh, we're not. No. I'm taller than my mom by at least three inches. You are not three inches taller than me. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just a little concerned that my distinguishable feature is you're short. short. I mean, you're short and charming. Like, and angry. Like angry? When you're, you're like, you're, you're like the, I would want Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. Soccer Thank field you. is like. Yes. And then in normal, it, it's, it's just nice. so pleasing. Yeah. And oh. Like just. Just very I'm blushing. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't find your mom until when? I didn't find my mom until Mumgate. Mumgate. <laughs> I didn't find my mom until like halfway through the pity Joseph thing. And then they brought out Fabo and I was like, um and then me and Annabelle were like, we should just go wait in line for the jerseys. And then we saw the lines for the jerseys so before ridiculous. like oh uh, unbelievably ridiculous. N- no. Because it was just too much. Well, I tried to go the next day to the team store, and they were all sold out yeah. of small, mediums, and larges. So just the three, like most popular sizes. Yeah, the three most popular sizes. So I'm still waiting on hearing from when they get restocked, because mm-hmm. then I'll go get yeah. my jersey. But I mean, otherwise, that that was my experience of the kit reveal, and then you weren't a- actually able to go. Yeah, just I think everyone that knows I live in Peachtree City is kind of far away. Had a few things come up with work and whatnot, and yeah, you know that commute from Peachtree City. It's a long. It's, commute. A, it's a bit of a long commute. Um. I was disappointed. I would have loved to go on the field. I think that, for me, looked like the highlight of the whole event. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. Yeah. I think the sound thing, I can understand why people were complaining. I can understand why people were disappointed about. Yeah, for the the stream. I completely get it. But I'm there to just the experience. You're there. So for the stream side of things, that sound seems a little bit crazy that you wouldn't think about that. I mean, when you have someone presenting and guest talking, Mm -hmm. to not have that. But I think my highlight from what I've heard, what I've read anyway, I love that Joseph carried out an interview in English. Oh, it was so wonderful. I just wonderful. think that's like... You can actually... They have it up on YouTube now mm-hmm. where they fix the audio basically right before that interview. And uh, if you go onto Atlanta United's YouTube page, they have the stream there with the audio fixed um, from then on out. And you can watch the rest of the kit reveal on YouTube, which is a great thing. And you, Joseph carried the entire interview in English. And I, I thought that that's was exceptional. Kudos to him because... Yeah. Let's be honest. I can probably say about six words in Spanish comfortably. Right. And I've been doing Rosetta Stone for a while. And you know, it's, it's some of your shy. Like, I don't like he must be shy. He's in front of all these people. He but, said he was embarrassed before he started. But what an amazing job. And what I love about it is it just shows how he's really like settling in here. I think language barrier can be one of the hindrances in settling in. And the fact that he's speaking English now yeah. is awesome. There was a there were a few moments where he had to have Justin, the translator, you know, tell him what the question was. But most of the times he he, he got it on his own. I think that that's really a, a testament to him on, on working hard. And that's also something that's been said about Frank DeBoer and how he wants the South American players to try and to learn which to speak English. I think that's a great thing because everyone can be on the same page. I think one of the most dangerous things, and we kind of had this in college, honestly, we had several players of Spanish was their first language, several that were uh, from Scandinavia. So they either speak Swedish or um, the Swedish or the Norway or Norwegian, but they kind of understood each other. Right. And then we had the English speakers. And the issue was when you are speaking in your, look, if you're in your little groups, like living together, it's fine. But when you're at the training ground, if you're talking to each other 
in another language that not everyone understands, it can create a divide. It can right. create issues with communication on the field. So at the end of the day, everyone needs to be on the same page. Parky needs to be able to talk to LGP who needs to be talked to Joseph. But right. if someone else overhears it, they need to all understand. So I think Frank is honestly okay. Like he's not telling people, hey, don't speak Spanish, but right. he's saying, you know, on the field, let's try and all be on the same page because communication is the most important part of soccer. Yeah. By 100%. It really, really is. It doesn't is. matter how skillful you are. If you cannot communicate with your 10 other teammates uh -huh. on the field, then there's an issue. So uh, absolutely. Uh, I, absolutely. I am I played I played pickup yesterday. I still couldn't commute with communicate with my the my teammates and we all speak English. Like <laughs> it, I mean even if And it, that's why you got hit in the face with the ball. Oh, apparently. I got I got hit in the face with the ball. My shin is like ruined. Because I keep and this is I why women should play soccer, Kelly. We're too we're too soft for this game, Kelly. Did you not know that? Are we are we too soft? We're when too I keep, soft. When I keep bodying men, and that's the reason I keep getting injured is I keep trying to take other people down. Yeah, we're definitely too soft for this game. It's a, it's a men's game. It's a men's game. But Ooh. then, but in in regard to like the Frank uh, Frank De Boer's uh, basically saying. Uh, or sorry, Franck De Boer. Franck Franck De Boer. Which, by um, the way, there's rumors, and again, this is just rumors, but. He may be potentially interested in playing in a soccer in the streets tournament. Oh, really? They have a, a Dutch team playing in our Nations oh, Cup, and, really? and we're working on it. Can you oh, imagine you if Big Frank was out? Oh. I don't want to play against Big Frank. I'm, I'm going to switch my uh, national. Yeah. I've got a cousin that lives in <laughs> in the Netherlands. I think I'm going to play on the Dutch I team. The Dutch team. <laughs> I don't want to go against him. I mean, he's he, he's willing. He gets in out there with them on train um, during training. I mean, I, mean, I saw I him score a goal from an impossible angle on the the, the <laughs> Twitter. Right, page. him and Pity went yeah, at it. It's like the two of them just started going doing tricks. Pity, yeah, trick Frank. shots exactly. <laughs> Frank. But this this goes to the article that was sort of just uh, put out by uh, Felipe Cardenas from the Athletic uh, about how he was talking to Parky and about sort of what what Parkhurst's opinion on the new coaches and, and the how transition it's, so and the transition and it's it's definitely a different culture he said it it's different culture from the latin american uh coaches that they had and and one of the things that really stood out to me was the stricter policy punctuality punctuality correct Which i will speak not for the latin american population in total but in general just from my experience in colombia time management is a little bit more lax and it's not a negative right. thing but it's just different in europe if you're five minutes late, I mean, if you're five minutes early, you're late. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. our parents pushed that to us from a young age. And so I can understand why that would be so different. You know, Tato is probably chilling. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they, they say in the article that, that, you know, when practice was scheduled for 10, some of the, 10, some of the people <laughs> who would come in like 10, 10, 10, 15, and, and it, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be so pressed. I'm sure Frank has them running up hills if they're late. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Park has said it in the uh, in the interview. If, if you come in at 10, you're late. Like mm -hmm. they're already starting practice mm -hmm. at 10. Like he, he's already have you has you running warming drills up. at 10. Yeah, you're already yeah, warming so up. So if you were that. at 10 at there at 10:01, you're told to go home. Like you were legitimately. And I'm told sure that to go honestly, home. that's a tough transition at first because you get into habits, and that's two years that these players have been used to. The ones that have been here consistently. You know, they used to being able to, oh, crap, I slept in a little bit. Right. You know, like it sounds right. silly, but literally you're not, you know how it is. If you don't have a strict boss, you're used to kind of being like, oh, 9, 9.15, same difference. But I'm right. sure Frank is like, no. No, you no. need Every to be on the field. you will be here. Like going at 10. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think I time think management either. and those sort of being accountable for your time mm -hmm. management and being part of a team. It's another thing that kind of instills that team spirit because you know what? I'm going to be there at the same time as all my other teammates mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let them down. And I know in college, if we were late, we were running. That's why I said the hills thing because yeah. it was 40 hills up and down if Ooh. someone was late. No, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard pass. Hard pass on that. But the, this sort of goes into the mentality of like how each coach is different, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're, Atlanta United is running a very European model right now, right? Absolutely. So this goes into the transition also on, on how how the players are now playing differently. So uh, Parker's one of the things that he said in the article was that when he played with Tata, he was sort of playing out of his comfort zone. He was asked to push forward a little bit more than he's normally used to <laughs> wanting to push forward. I mean, and look at LGP. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like there were moments where LGP was like going full box on. to box. Yeah, for sure. Literal box to box. Yeah. And I mean, moments I absolutely loved it, but I mean, the, love the it, but you look up sometimes and you're like, is this really happening? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so Parkers was basically saying how Frank Deboer is playing uh, in a little safer 
system, right? And he's not necessarily making uh, Parker's come out of his comfort zone. So the one of the quotes that I thought was interesting is uh, he Parker said, I think Frank is changing the aspect of it a little bit to, s- to be a little bit safer. So the playing of it. And you know who's going to be happiest about hearing this? Guzan. Oh, Because as sure. a goalie, I would have nightmares if I knew that my center back was going to go play center forward sometimes. That is terrifying to offer that cover. And I know I've complained and complained and complained about the fact we conceded lots of, you know, goals. Yeah. Not lots, but shutouts were less common than they probably should have been. And we conceded one goal here or there. Mm-hmm. I think Frank, as a like defensive-minded player, yeah, very much is so. going to be like, I don't care if we're 4-0 up. We are not going to lose. Well, we're not going to win 4-1. Right. Because conceding that goal is a loss. And I think that sometimes we were less worried about that last season you know right it was more about attack and and, and it's and, a beautiful exciting and, play but right. it's risky it's entertaining for sure but it's you know if you get At in the habit of cons- risky, but i mean when we got later into the season it became more defensive no, absolutely so. and so it was smart but i'm excited to see from a goalkeeping perspective at least i'm excited to see that kind of more stable back line with okay. the with the coverage yeah and so with that uh, Parky also continued saying the outside backs tuck in a little bit. Make uh, basically make sure you have an extra guy type of thing. So it's just relearning some of the stuff or teaching some of the South Americans that uh, brought that with them to play on that and they played under Tata that they're learning sort of a fresh system. We've got a great person to learn from. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, especially defensively. Exactly. For what sure. a role model to have out there, right. you know. And so the article then goes on. There's a lot about stuff that uh, even I didn't know about Parkhurst. And, and he was really very honest and very open uh, with Felipe. And I sort of love that Felipe can have these conversations with players and they sort of open up. But it did talk about uh, Parker's time in the Champions League and, you know, that he played uh, against the likes of Torres and Asamoa and that – uh, Parker said one of his best assets that he sees is, is his brain. He basically says, I'm always constantly thinking um, this is where the forward should run or try to get that spot before he does. If the winger has it, then I'm thinking, where does he put it? And then where would the striker be? Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker continues, continues saying, I have to give myself a little bit of a head start so I can try to avoid the physical battle, which he says that LGP is yeah, really good and at. and the speed sort yeah. of thing. And I think... What Parkers is really saying is he has a super high soccer IQ, as we call it. Very high. Like his intelligence of the and game. And that's been something that people have consistently complimented. Pointed, yeah, and complimented that's so and important as a coach, like putting on my coaching hat. I want a player with, I will take a player with high soccer IQ every day over skill because both are important. But right. the soccer IQ and reading of the game and understanding the moves people are going to make is so much more important because... It's almost like it doesn't reading matter how other people's minds. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter how much you can run or tackle. If you can't be in the right position because you don't have the soccer intelligence, right. then what's the point? And I think that's why Parkhurst, even as he gets older, will still be a fantastic asset mm-hmm. because he can read the game. So he doesn't have to make huge recovery runs. Absolutely. You know, he's not an LGP that has to sprint back or, right. you know, Miles right. Robinson. I remember like his youth and maybe his sort of inexperience at times put him out of place, but he made up for it because of his physical assets. Very much Parker's so. And that's what we're also knows. seeing with him this year as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that when you're looking at Miles Robinson that you are understanding that he's getting sort of the best of both worlds. He's getting the physical aspect from LGP and he's also getting the soccer IQ knowledge. He has from the best two like people to learn from, like Honestly, to get both. It's does. kind of that hybrid. It's like if they had a baby, if LGP and Parkers had a baby, Miles mm-hmm. Robinson would be right there with the he best would. genes. He would with the best genes, with the best genes. I mean, honestly, we could make a movie uh, about Michael Parker's calling what players want or something about him being able to read players' minds. Either way, an LGP and how he can put in a slide tackle. Exactly. Uh, I don't know how we get on that tangent, and I feel utterly ridiculous now. But um, Parker's for sure is like a huge staple of our team and, and a huge asset. and A great leader. And a great, great leader. Wonderful captain. He's definitely – I'm what a what a great player to bring in and captain the first two – not only two and years. I'm so of, glad like going he freaking won an MLS Cup. <laughs> right? Because he deserved it. But this is also going into I, one of the – I think one of the most interesting things about this article was at the very, very end – uh, talking about how Parkers was actually really, really close to leaving us, but closer than he wanted to be, and I love that quote yes. because that shows that he wants to be here. Do you want to? Do you want to read that quote? Yeah, absolutely. So, Parker said, "I was closer than I wanted to be. There were definitely better offers out there. I think that non-economics, there's not a better place to be. I want to end my career here. I feel like I played well and lived up to why they brought me here. I've been a big part of the success, not a hindrance. I love." 
the, the, in the end, he chose playing and home and atmosphere and everything he loved about Atlanta United over money. Yeah. And that is rare mm-hmm. in this game today yes. where it's a business. So you're going to have a lot respect of respect for Parkhurst. Yeah. Huge respect. Absolutely. And I think that also sort of echoes the sentiment, the sentimentality that we have towards players and wanting them to stay. And then also the player sentimentality towards us and realizing that, yeah, they probably can get better offers somewhere else. Like, yeah, for sure. Joseph probably got really great offers to go back to Europe, but in, in this is non-economics, home. this is home. This is like, one of the best places and it's to play. a fun place to play i mean who wouldn't i mean it's a dream to walk out in that stadium like and you don't get seventy thousand plus play like uh fans in a stadium very right. often anywhere so right. what better atmosphere not in the mls if they're going to move league wise you know and i'm sure parkhurst office were probably predominantly within that area but i just think it's so refreshing to have a player choose uh like a team because he loves that team and he loves playing for that team over the money right and more more of that please yes so this sort of bleeds into rumors that have been going on since Nagby last week. Watch. <laughs> watch. So for I will admit, the moment I we I thought it was gone. We spoke I, about it at Hudson I did. FC. The moment they sent him back from training to go home, I was, bye, I, I was like, well, bye, bye. Okay, <laughs> I guess that that's the end of the the one year Nagby era that we had. Um, but apparently. Uh, um, and reports from Kristen Dyer and the Athletic, he it was basically that all all's been resolved between the club and the player, and that Nagby, who wasn't scheduled to talk to press today, came out and basically said he's happy in Atlanta, right? That that he he's happy that the that problems have been resolved. And I I pulled a quote. Where did I pull the quote? I guess it's not here. Either way, he he basically said that he's happy and and that that whatever issue it was was a family issue or or that that there is no conflict with the club and he basically said that he did also hear that that the force uh the force moved to columbus and that that wasn't the case and that does i I can understand why those associations were made but i really truly am happy playing in atlanta which you know sigh of relief right we all have that moment we're like okay great nagby's staying and we all do appreciate him as a player. Um, there, there are two sides, obviously, of this coin. And I know that you're probably going to go on one side of the coin right now, but I do also want to bring up the fact that, like, soccer is a business, right? So, like, it's the same sort of thing that you have in the back of your heart and your mind, where you're like, Carlos Carmona also said that he was very happy staying in Atlanta, and the, the and issue was his wife, his wife couldn't who fly, couldn't fly, but then was on a vacation on a plane somewhere, so. Right, so I'm not going to bring that up. Yeah, so trust issues. So that's to us as as supporters and as lovers. That's sometimes there are players that we uh, adamantly uh, agree that they love playing here and wouldn't think twice if that comment was made. And not that that we want to think about Nagby that way. I definitely don't want to think about Nagby that way. But there is that sort of heart flutter, like, oh my God, wait, he did he, he did just say he's happy being but here, but happy? is this is this a tool in a trade? You know. Mm-hmm. So, but also in the same regard, like as much as we love Nagby and as much as he is a, a huge staple of our team and a great piece for our starting 11, we could also play without him. Yeah, I think we have squad depth this season. And I think that's so important. I think when Carmona left, we all panicked. Everyone was like, who are we going to replace right. Carmona with? But I think with Nagby, in my eyes and in a lot of people's eyes from what I was reading, people were upset because they had an attachment to Nagby, mm-hmm. Darlington. Pugby Telling was one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite connections to Nagby. I saw. Never name your dog after a soccer player because soccer right. players are not for life. Dogs are. Exactly. That, that's a, you know, don't be I, calling your dog Miggy. You know, well, because you probably learned oh if you shit. called your dog Miggy. You just ruined my next, my next dog purchase. Thank you. But in all seriousness, I think with Nagby, people were less concerned because we do have that squad depth. We've seen. You know, I would have been far more upset if Eric Ramadi had been out. Oh I think God. he is far less replaceable than What a, what a player than to come in and just sort of make his staple on a team. What a compliment to Remedy is, in my eyes, I can't remember the team without him. Right. Does that make sense? Like yes. he came in in the middle, in the towards middle of the end year. of the season. Yeah. And I can't remember life without him. With Nagby, 
but it needs to be like slow music playing <laughs> like, in the background just a just a very <laughs> fade-in picture of of Rometty doing the the shimetti like the video in slow-mo very slow-mo video jay needs to do this black and white with um and uh, <laughs> and just me in the crowd <laughs> watching just watching Tear my rolling life doesn't down exist my without you but <laughs> basically what i'm saying is if nagby was to turn around and he was happy but the actual rumors were true and he had to leave yeah i, I would be okay we yeah. would be okay i mean Barco's starting to shine yeah this depth wouldn't shine but we have players we do and we that's do. What's, what's lovely this year we we have that depth and we're gonna need that depth because we got a bloody for few more games to play than we did last year uh, only a few more just, only a just, few more just games? a couple just, just a, a couple and just we don't want to be toronto you know what i mean how oh they gosh, dropped no. off they that, were so focused that's the last thing you want no that's we need really to take every game seriously we do we honestly do and 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 god i you know i love i love nagby like he he has, but he was injured he for was how long clutch. Huh? He was injured for a while, right? He was injured for most of the season, and but the he'd still. But there was there was a calmness that was brought oh, back when he I came on the field. I trusted him on the yes. field, and his and also like, Larry I'm, needs a break. Like, and Larry's getting old. Like how many that more red, years are we going to get out of Larry? That red hair isn't looking both, red anymore. Larry, it's more gray than red. Oh, okay, let's not talk some about tinges that. in there. Well, he also lost his buddy. You yeah. Know? Oh. So, like, <laughs> It was that video, I got, that video, that romance video oh, was. I know. I got into a conversation with somebody about because you know Zlatan came out and saying he, he's going to break every MLS record this year. Okay. And Good everybody's luck. you know sitting there rolling their eyes, and then because um, I had sort of w- went off the grid this weekend, in my opinion, I went off the grid this weekend, and um, somebody basically when I asked like what did I miss, they're like Zlatan said he's going to win everything, and I I responded with the way Zlatan responds. Everybody else is going who. And this went on for a few more times, and I don't think he really understood that I was trying to be sarcastic. Yeah, that you were Zlatan who, but he's like, oh, that's that's this really good player. Did you get mansplained? I think I might have gotten mansplained, but I think he was also being sarcastic. But at the same point in time, I was like, oh, the guy that lives in this guy's pocket. And I put a picture up of uh, Chris McCann, (laughs) because we all know who uh, won that one. Yeah, obviously, he got the parlay from the the game against the Galaxy. that's why... Chris McCann was worth so much money. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was that was what he was being paid for. When everyone's complaining was, about his half we a million, kept, we kept him on. We the, kept him the just team, for Zlatan. Just for Zlatan <laughs> to put him in his pocket. That's a hundred percent what we did. Zlatan was in his pocket. I'm That's so glad you're on. Money. Money. Like, I'm so glad you came to like the conclusion <laughs> just now. We didn't waste that money. Oh it was Lord. all for one game and one player. Oh my gosh. So speaking about our condensed schedules and like the fact that squad rotation, even though we have depth right now, we're going to need squad rotation. And it's uh, we're going to I think I'm most excited for the game this Thursday for like a couple of reasons. But I think my main one is like this is our first legit match and we are really honestly going to see our first starting 11. Mm -hmm. The 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 men on the, the pitch that Frank DeBoer trusts the most to go out there. And now, obviously, work the new system, right? And and try and push us ahead. Uh, but I think there's a lot of things that are going against us. Absolutely. And I think that seeing the determination, because we're not coming in mid-season like Erdiano is, They're right? nine games in. They're nine that's, g- that's a well, huge Well, not thing. even... That's the, obviously that's not that mid-season, but still they've got games under their belt. That no, nine, no, but what I mean is nine games is a substantial amount of games. Yes. And people may say, you know, we've had a, some good, we had a good time in California. Mm-hmm. We had some good minutes, but at the end of the day, there's nothing. Preseason will never compare with a full competitive game. Correct. And Eridiano have those games underneath them. They're not doing very They're well They're not doing very season, well, but, you but still it's still game time. Yeah. It's still match sharpness. People always talk about match fitness, match sharpness. You can never get up to match sharpness without being in competitive games. And of Correct. course, the games are more competitive, particularly towards the end against the LA teams. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing like a real 90 minutes with the the restrictions. I mean, there's no real sub restrictions in preseason games. We've seen the huge amount of rotation. And now we're going to see 90 minutes, three subs. Yep. You know, a real game. Yep. And in a freaking tough place to go. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to – okay, so the weather is obviously not going to be a problem, mm-hmm. right? They're playing on an artificial turf. It's obviously not going to be the same quality a, a, as what they play at MBS. There's not going to be 70,000 people that cheering them on. Correct. There's a, It's an 8,000 seat stadium. Like it's going to be similar to Kennesaw. 
Yeah, we, uh, 400 tickets are allotted to uh, supporters. Shout out to all of those that have traveled. Safe I'm travels. I'm seeing so many pictures of people in Costa Rica right now just laying on the beach. It's not making me jealous one Kelly's bit. couch is basically the beach. It basically, I'm literally, yeah, same thing. I'm watching a slideshow of, of, of the sunset uh, and feeling very good about myself. Listening to the rain outside. <laughs> yeah, as it gets colder and colder and, and colder. Weather. Moving on. So... The CCL in general, no MLS team has won the CCL in the current format that it stands in now. And we're in our 10th consecutive year of a Mexican team winning. (laughs) So talk about that off the gate of us going into this, not having played a a actual competitive match yet. And And going into this. It's a coach's first real competitive game. Even though it's, it's a new system, it's still... You know, Frank said in the article that he had with Doug Robertson that, you know, he's not rewriting the book here. They're not going to go out and try to change the whole thing. And he basically said that they will also tell they're going to test minimal changes going to CCL because what worked worked. And he there's a reason why we won the MLS Cup. There's a reason why. But I mean, they also are very well aware that like they're going into a match where it's in a home stadium in front of home fans. Um, as, in an uh, intimidating as place to go. I'm not trying to, you know, but Costa Rica, right. it's a different style of support over there. Right. It's a different style of fan. Right. And so Parker said, you know, it's in a home stadium and a home fan. It's against American teams. They're going to play the best game of their lives because they're in front of their home fans. They're going to run like crazy. It's going to be hectic in the stadium. Refereeing will probably be influenced. No so VAR. That was a very important part there. We'll get to that. Oh. Uh, and that we need to make, sh- and that the Atlanta needs to make sure that they're mature and ready for that situation because they're going to come across. It's going to be heated. It's, it's going be heated. to be heated, and I think there's going to probably be a lot of shots. Dirty taken fouls, dirty fouls, for sure. I would say one of my things is we talk about Erediano having a poor season right now. Like they're ninth in the league, which is a rare thing for them. They're usually one of the top three teams right. in the league. They've lost two of their. Third, they're the third most successful winning, team yeah. in Costa Rica. But at the end of the day, everyone has a rough season. Uh, lost two of their best players in Yendrick Louise and Alan Cruz this season. Alan Cruz actually went to FC Cincinnati, joining Greg. Um, yeah. But I think, honestly, the way I'm looking at it, they may be having a poor season in the league, but that means this CCL is even more important. Absolutely. They know they're not going to win any silverware in the Costa Rican league. So they need to give their fans something to be happy about. This is almost like a sort of respite for them. It's like yeah. a it's a thing to think, look, the league is pretty much done with. Like, Mm-hmm. They're nine out of twelve. They're nine games in, which is almost actually halfway through the season. Yeah, and they it just was like ha- it was like Philly. Yeah, they they and, and the Open Cup. Exactly, it was a nice, refreshing change for those fans to do something and to play against an American team, the MLS Cup final. I'm not trying to say everyone knows Atlanta United, but they do right. know about the success of the team. They are yes. playing some well-known players, mm-hmm. uh, well-known players in Latin America. You know, you've got the Josephs. You know, they know who they are, and they're going to want to go out there and give them fans something to be happy about. So I think it could be a really tough opposition to play i actually think i would be more less worried about playing this team if they were having a good season right because their resources would be kind of torn they'd be like crap we need to focus on winning the costa rican league right, right now they're like well we don't need to rest anyone because all that matters right now is a chance of progressing in this cup competition and giving our fans something to cheer about yeah at the at the same time though as as 100 agree with you and i know that they are going to play their hearts on on whoever ends up playing on the pitch they are going through a lot of injuries mm-hmm. and they also have had a very hard time with scoring so chemistry wise and and sort of putting goals in the back of the net wise they're not in form in that regard that doesn't mean that they're not going to give it everything they got mm-hmm. i mean the CCL is a serious competition um, in Costa Rica and and in a lot of the leagues down there. This is seen as a big a big deal to move forward, mm-hmm. right? So we we as this team going in, we need to just make sure that we do everything we can to, as Parker said, keep uh, keep our heads, keep our uh, m- make sure we're mature enough to judge the situation and that we don't get, get heated. heated as well. And in an unnecessary way, the last thing you need to do is pick up an injury for a silly tackle or a yes. silly reaction from a tackle. Correct. Sounds like you know. It's very easy if you're mad to put in a dirty tackle. Someone turns around and stamps on you. You know, right. I'm not trying to stereotype. I don't want to say, it, but if all the players, they why are you looking at me when you're saying that? Like you think that I just do that often? That's probably more. You me. look straight at me. <laughs> no, but we we know how play Jessica. we know how players work. The yeah. mindset, and if things get heated, it's very easy for players to turn around and come out injured because if you 
piss someone off and they put in a leg break and tackle, guess what? You're out for the season. Right. So we need to be smart, not pick up any injuries, play hard. But remember, at the end, they were coming back home soon. So to play, yeah. you know, and I would put money on us in Kennesaw. So this is a game that we just need to come out with. Um, I, I, I am going to agree with what L- uh, Longshore said today when I was listening to soccer down here. We need to put the game away. Mm-hmm. Put the game away. That way. A couple of goals will kill we're, Oh, yeah. We need to be comfortable. And, and I think with the season they're having, when you talk about that, it's one of those where if you score two goals with the season they're having, they've lost that game in their heads mentally. You know, you go down one, you go down two. As you say, they haven't scored many goals. If you're two now down, you don't score. You rarely score one goal, let alone two, let alone three to get ahead. Score those goals, you're putting that nail in a coffin every goal you score. And how nice would it be to be three? Spike in a railroad. <laughs> spike in the railroad. Putting the spike in the railroad. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, I'm just, it's like, it's like, obviously. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about the spike. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm st- you still don't, you don't like the spike? Ah, <sighs> oh, Jack. I, I don't like manufactured stuff. Oh my yeah. god! But no, it's okay. It's okay. It's no, cute. it is a nail on the coffin. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and I think that come, imagine being able to come back next Thursday, and have a a party in Kennesaw. You know, because yeah. we're comfortable, and then Frank can play whoever he wants. Exactly. Rest some players, give some minutes, see how yes. it goes. So, a hundred percent. But what sh- we should also note and and talk about really quickly with this game is the obstacle. I mean, we obviously talked about the obstacles on the field, but let's talk about the obstacles in general. Uh, one of the things that I thought very interesting when I was reading the Doug Robinson article about, um, you know, playing against Aridiano, uh, is that there was a, a little uh, snippet that was pulled out. A journalist who covered the Champions League game in 2013 at Herediano in Costa Rica, in which uh, were, you know, where Atlanta and I will play, he remembers the LA Galaxy scoring a goal and the wireless being turned off in the stadium so that goal could not be shared. <laughs> ruthless ruthless is that petty can we call that petty that's not it's petty it's but we should also mention that there's not going to be var for this game var. i'm i'm okay with that. i don't like var. but, but what's what's the other last bit of thing that we should be noting right here how many how many refs are going to be on the field oh four refs and where, where are they, they all from? from mexico yeah but it's at least they're not costa rican i just hit my face i mean in the mic <laughs> <laughs> i literally just hit my mouth with the microphone because you knew you were lying and you were trying to take it. I'm trying as, like, to be not like that serious. Of a yeah, thing. I'm trying to be like, eh, no one's biased. I mean, I think yeah, the issue no with not having bias g- in soccer <laughs> that never happens. No one can be bought. No one can <laughs> be Qatar. <laughs> FIFA. Yeah, I mean, I'm still mad about the World Cup not being in England, but it's okay. Anyway, like you say, the four referees, no VAR. If you're gonna buy refs. What better way to have to buy it than they're not being VAR to look back at? Because Correct. they can be innocent mistakes. You can't buy a ref that's using VAR because then it's like so obvious. Right. Because you're looking obvious. back at it in slow-mo and, oh, you didn't see that penalty the first time? Kind of believable, you know? Oh, yeah. I was blocked view. You've watched it from four angles on VAR. Now you're cheating. Yeah. Now so. you're very well aware <laughs> that you made the wrong call and you just yeah, so don't want to correct it. I don't really I don't love a... VAR in the MLS. I don't think it's used as well as it could be. But this is some sneaky stuff. Yes. A hundred percent. So I don't know. We just gotta get we gotta get ready for it. We gotta What's your score prediction, huh? So Oh, we didn't even get into that. Score prediction. So they obviously have a hard time scoring. Um I I don't feel like we're going to have a close, like a, a shutout. So Frank won't be happy about that. Frank will not be happy about that. I'm sorry, Frank. Uh, I see it being 2-1. Okay. I it, It's not a nail in the coffin still, no. but it's still away points mm-hmm. against home points. So mm-hmm. I, I see us doing 2-1, and then I see us uh, closing it out and um, – what are I'm your gonna, thoughts? I'm gonna go with two 0 I'm gonna have faith in Frank. Faith in Frank. And I just love. And Brad Kuzan. I I want to I want a shutout. Papa I love Graham. a shutout, and I'm gonna go with two 0 and two Joseph goals. Yes. Started on Joseph. early. So you think it's just gonna be two Joseph goals, and it's not gonna be uh, pity? Maybe or? an assist by pity. Oh, well, and first, sure. from Barco, yeah, because I think Barco is doing some nice Barco things. Is on, I I'm looking forward to mm, seeing. Is it that blonde him. hair? I think it's the blonde hair. 
We got to also credit that to Annabelle because apparently he's a blonde influencer. <laughs> as Jessica also rolls her eyes at me because she's also a blonde influencer. Not an influencer. <laughs> I will not use that word. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so how can people watch it? And should uh, they get practicing watching yes, it now? They should, okay, yes. To, yes. So if you have CCL fever, obviously... <coughs> we're Sorry, that was my fever. Your fever? <laughs> that was the ugliest cough ever. How do you have fever and it sounds like you're just choking on water? <laughs> you are so strange. Um... So CCL obviously is starting tonight, and as we're recording this, it's Tuesday, so we meet Tuesday night. So if you would have listened to this, you already know that the CCL already started last night. Um, but Toronto, Toronto got beat by Independiente. Already, the games. Are no, no, I'm kidding with you. It's tonight. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in a post game. It's gonna be Wednesday tomorrow. I was like, so I didn't think they. That's my, that that's my score prediction. Toronto got their asses beat. Dude, so coming in on Toronto, like Josie is injured. He's not even on the plane. Yeah, so he's injured. Sorry. They don't have Giovinco anymore. That's why I, I can already say and the they were news supposed is to, they got beat. They were supposed to sign another like not big happening. DP, and they haven't made any moves towards that at all. I don't even know what's going on in Toronto. Well, they I got do beat. Not know. They got beat in the CCL. Just yeah. so you know, you heard it here first. Heard it here first. We are calling but predictions. If you want to practice watching, yeah. So. The game for Atlanta United versus Herediano is going to be at 10 p.m. on Univision, but you can also watch it on Yahoo, which will have an English uh, commentary on the game. Uh, another thing you could also do is watch it on Univision, turn off the sound, and dial in to 92.9 the game because both Jason Longshore and Mike Conti are flying down to Costa Rica for the game. Not jealous. Not jealous at all. Thanks, Jason. But you can get started uh, testing out this sort of these features on Yahoo Sports on seeing if like what's going to be like sort of to stream it right absolutely so the first matches are today so that's saprisa versus tigres independiente versus toronto and toronto lost <laughs> gustatoya man the cc is going to teach us some serious pronunciation yeah i know uh versus the houston dynamo and then so today uh, on wednesday you have atletico patoya Panto. Pantoja. 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 J is silent. Ha. Pantoja. Jessica. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, and I literally looked it up. Versus the New York Rebels. The New York Rebels. I looked up the uh, pronunciation of that Panto name. Pantoja. Uh, so, Marathon versus mm. Santos uh, Laguna. And Alianza versus Monterey. Monterey. So, uh, New York Rebels is at 8 p.m. Santa Laguna's match is at 8 p.m. also. And you're going to have uh, the Monterey versus Alianza at 10 p.m. And then Thursday, the day that we play, we've got uh, SKC Spring Kansas City versus Toluca at 8 p.m. You got Aridiano versus Atlanta United at 10 p.m. 8 p.m. 10 p.m. So you've got a bunch of bunch of matches for the CCL going up. Uh, you can actually start watching today or you know today Wednesday Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday today Wednesday. Wednesday start watching get some practice in get some well that will you also understand that there's no VAR in those games either and you'll start sort of seeing honestly what start scouting out what the yeah. competition's like guys yeah, that too. we're gonna make it a long way because if we, when we beat Aridiano we're going against Monterey and the three powerhouses in this tournament are Tigres Monterey and Atlanta United so we're not the Red Bulls that have the easiest route through then the Red Bulls do have the easiest route which is sort of ridiculous but they might mess it up but you know yeah you never know so there's that and then we obviously coming right into it with a season opener that's right after our game at, at uh in kennesaw so the 28th is thursday that's the game that we got against the second leg against aridiano mm -hmm. and then we go in flying to dc who needs rest that. anyway and yeah just just stay with your clothes on just just don't get changed just don't get changed Why? Use a shower shower maybe and then like put it right back on no i feel like just stay in that sweat it might be lucky sweat lucky sweat so they're gonna do like hockey players and never wash anything yeah that sounds like Didn't a great idea <laughs> no so i went to kennesaw for like a year and a half and we used to go to hockey games all the time and the hockey this I is ice hockey or field hockey ice hockey oh, okay and i made friends with a lot of ice hockey guys and God love them. If they're on a good streak, they don't wash anything. It's bad luck. It's bad luck to, w but like I'm, it's it's a stench I've never smelt before. I bet in my you were like trying to fake the, I, <laughs> fix the game. You don't breathe. By the you, you don't breathe when you hug them when they're still wearing their equipment, and you just sort of turn your eye. So obviously we got the season opener then against DC in DC, and then we've got the one at home. Yeah. 
uh, on the 10th. It's exciting times. And Against, before that, uh, we've got FC the block Cincinnati. party, which yes. is going to be a fun time. The block party on the 9th on Edgewood. There's going to be music and games and... Soccer tennis. Soccer tennis. Of course there is. It'll be soccer tennis. Forgot that you love that so much. Um, so, yeah. So, come out. Come do that. We're going to probably d- be down there somewhere around there. I know you'll be with soccer in the streets. And I'll just be roaming probably with a margarita in my hand. That's typical. I will be on the soccer tennis net. Oh, that's right. Non-stop. Yeah. Undefeated. Non- Try me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, Pre-season started. I'll watch you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, and then we've got a couple of other things coming up. So do you want to talk a little bit about the women's soccer She Believes Cup? Yeah, I mean, the She Believes <laughs> believe Cup is coming up. That's some of the best women's soccer teams mm-hmm. in, ready for the World Cup. We're going to have Japan, mm-hmm. USA, mm-hmm. Brazil, Brazil, and most importantly, the Lionesses. It's England. England. So might be a good time to catch some games, get yes, some previews. And for sure. There's a game in Nashville if anyone wants to head up to Nashville. I mean, it's pretty yeah. close. And that's England versus USA. And what's so cool is these games are double headers. You get two games for your ticket. So the two games are back to back in the same stadium. So, you know, women's soccer deserves two, some shout outs yeah, too. Heck yeah. Two, two, two for one. Two for one. So two for one. Uh, so that's pretty much everything that's coming up. Uh, we talked about the upcoming matches. We do have a new iTunes review. Ooh. And seriously, guys, we said we were going to do a giveaway for 100 reviews. and this We're at 74 now. Come on, guys. That's just Come 25. On. Oh, excuse me, 75. Okay, so that's 25. 25 more reviews, guys. Just 25 more reviews. And they and can then be we get anything as long as they're five stars. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they can as long as, as long as they're five stars, you know, if you they're welcome. If you think we're five stars, you can tell us that too. But we just want a review from you. Like it's fine. It should be five stars, but you know, you do you, you do you. So this one is from Board in Atlanta. <laughs> I like that. Um, and it says insert reggae horn effect sound here. Five stars. Their Twitter was my gateway into Atlanta United Twitter, which is undefeated, by the way. The podcast is great fun and delivers some out-of-the-box insight into the team and culture. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Bored in Atlanta. Bored in Atlanta. Bored in Atlanta. I thought it was Bored in Atlanta, but it's Bored like boring. Bored, not born. No, no like, I thought you said like bold. Like bold? Bold. Okay. Bolding. It's not balding like Brad. <laughs> it's not born like born in the USA. It's bored like you're yeah. tired and come on man atlanta's a cool city yeah but and at times United. we're bored too Atlanta you can United. be bored in any city really okay okay I'll especially in, in but i hope in you're New not Jersey. bored by unreal oh they're not they could <laughs> possibly <laughs> be bored by us <laughs> have you seen the amount of stuff that jay just puts out like oh my gosh which do we have some surprises coming shortly okay. oh so if you're listening to this be on the lookout that's I can't tell saying. you what That's time. That's always saying. But it's going to be in the mid later afternoon before dinner. There's going Off to, to be work. A, no, I th- I is, if I remember the time correctly, it's going to be like maybe end of work. So don't work. Don't work. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Set those bell alerts. They should set a bell alert. Who if you 100%. haven't set an alert on our tweets yet, you should because you then sh- you get a notification every time we you do, do something. And guys, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Like who needs a job anyway? <laughs> no one. No one needs a job. We'll just all be jobless. Um, but, yeah, so there's going to be a really kind of cool something. Something. So don't, don't say too yeah, much. Yeah, I can't what, say like, too much. Seriously, just, like be be just be on the lookout. And don't work. Set a bell on our tweets and you'll find out. Yeah. And it's going to be as special as our podcast Easy today. peasy lemon squeezy. It's, it's going to be almost as good as our podcast today. Almost as good. Because we're queens. Not, not sitting on the couch with a dog laying on your feet drinking white queens. wine. Good. Because we're the queens of the South. Well, Diet Coke on my case. Well, I'm a DD. Driving. Yeah, you, you are know? driving. But I'm I'm not. And I'm staying in this location. And I'm going to have all the wine I want. Because uh, I can. Because I can. And because I'm a queen. Because I'm a queen. <laughs> so I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Remember that you can use a promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L at AtlantaBeerBus.com. And you get 20% off Friday through Sunday. That's a huge discount. That basically means you get to go for like nothing. And it's super fun. You literally go to one of the locations where they pick you up on the routes for the Atlanta beer bus. You get on. It's 15 It's fifteen bucks for the ride, I believe. And then, you know, obviously you yo, yo, yo. discount off. Breaking right? news, though. Oh, wait. Breaking news from... Hold on. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. Oh. 
Let me finish. Get that and then commercial you in. can go from distillery to distillery or, um, you know, brewery to brewery. And it's it's totally worth it with the beer nerds and everything. It's 100% you it's should a do reminder, it. what's the code people use? It's Unrel, U-N-R-E-L, and you get 20% off through your weekend. So, breaking, what's news, breaking news from uh, Mr. Felipe Cardenas. <gasps> oh. Eridiano, Danger Man, Jimmy Marin tweeted that he's 100% fit. Oh. Ooh. Maybe I'll add that goal now. You know, oh. you that two one that two one is looking, looking a little bit nice, now, isn't it? Absolutely. Hey ho, two 0 still. I I believe, believe in Brad in and Brad and our whole back line. Absolutely. All right, well, that's it for us. You can follow Unrel at Unrel ATL U N R E L A T L on all the social media platforms. This is the new. Uh, little subsidiary of Unreal, the, the subpod, um, the sub, the Russian doll. What's your Unreal. What's your queen? Which queen are you? Which queen am I? Yeah, like, if, what's your What's your spirit animal of the queen? I don't even know pick what you're queen. asking. Like, pick a queen that you relate you to. You pick a queen, and then well, I'll understand what you're Elizabeth, asking. Elizabeth, obviously, oh, I'm the queen. This is what you're but are you like saying. Britney or? You know, are you Beyonce? Oh, we're talking about those kind of queens. Well, I'm well, I'm a real queen. Like I'm the oh, queen of well England. Oh, I'm Freddie Mercury. Oh, I just watched that movie. It's Bohemian. really good. It's emotional, man. Emotional, but extremely good. Like, and, and I watch it, and it's like I can't. It's like he is Freddie. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we get on this tangent. We are queens. We are queens of the south. Of the south. But you can uh, find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social media platforms where they can find you, Jessica. Jessica, A-T-L-U-T-D. Yes, ma'am. And so that's going to be it for us. You will probably hear Queens of the South every other week, depending on scheduling for games and how our lives work out. Because we're queens. Um, we, have, queen. we have a life of we a queen. We have schedules. <laughs> we have peasants we've got. We're not sew. just petting corgis every day. <laughs> we're not petting corgis and eating, eating English muffins. English mu- tea hey, don't I hate tea and English muffins aren't a thing. And on that note <laughs> <laughs> We out We out <laughs>